Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to BC Season 3. Today's webinar will be a webinar focused on photography and media. If you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. And we at Virtual Student Experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their current industry, uh, industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And if your student knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits their personality skills and overall interests. Through VSC, you'll be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a wide variety of seniority levels. To find out more information and sign up to be notified about other webinars, you can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Without further ado, our very special guest today is Mr. Nick Cruz. Mr. Nick Cruz started his educational journey at the University of California, San Francisco, where he obtained his Bachelor of Arts in Communication Sciences. Following that, he got a job as a content creator for Borderline Hollywood Media Co, where he got experience in media production and publicity. After a few other jobs, Nick founded his own company, where he now focuses on photography in the fashion industry. He has also created content for popular brands such as Spotify Music and Aldo Shoes. We're very happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Cruz. Cool, guys. Thanks for having me, man. That was a great introduction. Awesome. And then just to start us off, can you, can you tell us from your perspective what photography is and really how you got into that field? Um, yeah, my perspective, um, you know, in fashion, like it, it really has to do with the client. Um, so it's, you know, really their mission statement um, and helping bring that to life for them. Um, I'm moving also into weddings uh, and photography. That's, that's a lot of emotion. Uh, that's creating images for, you know, you want to create images for a brand for sure a hundred years, but for a couple, that, that's a different deal where you want to make something that's timeless, um, you know, for the next generation. For sure. Um, and I guess when you were trying to get into this industry, were there any sort of steps that you had to take or, I mean, what were the requirements that you really had to meet? Um, yeah, you kind of broke up there, but you, the question was kind of like, um, what requirements do you need to like be a photographer? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the barriers, they call them barriers to entry. They're, they're low. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of drive and fortitude. Um, but you probably have friends like buddy, how old are you? 18. You're 18. I mean, you, and you guys like create content constantly, like on your iPhones. Um, you probably have friends with a nice camera or access to a camera and like that that is the start of it um, you know a nice camera like a DSLR or mirrorless a7 you can get for twelve hundred dollars and that's your barrier to entry right there um, you know if you can do that and you have a part-time job like in high school you can start and see if you want to be a photographer very very soon um, you know the rest is just building a business that is profitable um, 
and profitable, that definitely changes if you start when you're 20 in college or at 18, you know, you're entering college. Um, profitable, like the line to be profitable is, is fine. You know, you only have to make $30,000 or something like that when you're in college. But when you're 28 in 10 years, you know, buddy, you might have a, a fiance or something. Yeah. And you want to buy a house. And so being profitable, it has to match that. Like in Hawaii, it's really expensive to live. In California, it's really expensive to live. Um, so the barrier to entry is, is easy. You know, it's not much uh, computer programming, Lightroom, I'm sure everybody's heard of. Um, you know, the software is really cheap. The, the computer hardware is it's not too expensive either. It's maybe thousand, two thousand dollars $2,000, you know. Um, it's more of the fortitude to keep going, you know, mm -hmm. and when it's other definitely. friends are just, they're kind of, they get tired of it. Mm -hmm. I guess it's like sort of a segue into the next question with social media and really thousands of new influences per year. Like how do you make yourself stand out as a creator? Um, you know, I think it's the consistency. I think it's consistency and knowing what you want to make and how you want to make it. Um, you know, I think making pictures is one thing, but then when it gets more complex and you deal with a client, um, there's many angles that they want to cover. Um, and I think that there's a lot of human touch in that. So it's not just going out and making pictures, um, you know, even as an influencer, like that's kind of one angle and one aspect, um, the social media side to it. Um, well, you might make something different. You know, the influencer will make content that they were gifted or that they're paid to promote, but then you can't really use that influencer content to be an ad, mm -hmm. you know, and to explore other markets, um, especially the influencer themselves might limit you to only one market, you know, white, blonde, female from California is only gonna reach so many people. Mm -hmm. um, which is weird to say, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's the, the same thing, consistency and drive. Um, yeah, it, it, but it is tough. I'm not going to lie. Like as you, you know, if the barrier to entry is only $2,000. It's going to be a very tough market to, uh, sure. to um, compete, compete in. I guess focusing in on your, your education more, can you speak about like, the role that that plays to your success and, Really, how important is it to go to a name school or get consistent, really, really good grades? Um, how important is it to go to a name school? You know, at 18, yeah, you really, I would still recommend going to a good name school if you can. Um, you know, I think it, the, just the base that it, that it has you working with. Um, you know, some people, this is kind of an, like a sidebar, but some people, they think that um, in America, the, the college system is kind of like a class system. Um, so, you know, somebody going to Cal State Long Beach in California compared to somebody going to Stanford, like sure, those might be really differently smart people, um, but they also might have the same SAT scores, GPA, extracurricular activities. Um, and I'm, I just, I think if you can go to a school like that, like Stanford, of course, 
of course, man. Or even something like Michigan, Berkeley, blah, 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 NYU. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that'll help. And I don't think you even need to specialize in photography in through college. You know, I didn't. Um, so yeah, as a photographer, I think doing business or doing communications or marketing, um, you know, and you have an interest in photography is, is fine. Um, but I definitely think, um, you know, a name school would be better, but if you research and you're like, they have some good photography teachers, professors, art classes that you could take, um, or marketing classes that are digital focused, um, state school would be, would be fine. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess like in terms of lessons and things that you learned from school, um, can you tell us about some of the most important things that you took away from that time in college and I guess what helped you most in your career? Um, lessons and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, would you ask the lessons and uh, lessons and um, key takeaways? Key takeaways from school specifically. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, geez. I mean, I guess I was a communications major, um, so I, I kind of had a lot of internships. You know, uh, I worked for a couple production companies and PR agencies in movies. And that's kind of how I got into filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, and then in the end, being a photographer. Um, key takeaways i don't know i think it's 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 more like learning marketing and like kind of the meta standpoint of why it even exists um rather than the implementation because when i was in college like adding social media onto your marketing plan was kind of like a was an add-on rather than the main focus Mm -hmm. um so we so i'm glad my school at least taught like the meta reason like the, the mythology behind marketing communication in general. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the tools change just so rapidly, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty interesting. And I guess, can you talk about some of the things that you did in college to like really help set you up and prepare you for your first few jobs? Um, uh, my, my internships, I think, you know. Um, I worked for a couple big, big, big production studios, um, and having those on my resume got me my first job for sure. Um, the first job was working for a guy named Steven Seagal and his production company. Uh, your parents might know him, but even then, he's not a he was not a very good action star. Um, and uh, yeah, working with a, as an internship in the studio, the kind of studio production world got me my first job on the lot at, uh, at Universal Studios, which was pretty cool. Um, just cause I knew the lingo and I knew how movies worked um, enough, just to, just enough to get you in the door. And then, and then you get there and you don't really know anything, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, and I guess in terms of uh, your experiences, can you touch on your role as a content creator for Borderline Hollywood Media Co and the like, what were your responsibilities and what was your day-to-day like? Um, yeah, I mean, my first job, I think, was 2010. So that's 11 years ago. Uh, I was shooting behind-the-scenes stuff, which, which everybody sees now. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it was behind the scenes. So I was literally on set on these action movie sets with, you know, sitting in cars, like hanging outside of cars and outside of vans and stuff, getting behind the scenes, which is really big now, which is really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, and I was kind of the coordinator for the behind the scenes. Like back then it was like the DVD coverage, like mm. the bonus extra stuff, mm. um, which now is just on YouTube. Um, but yeah, we would just do interviews with the which each of the actors and the writers and the directors and all that stuff. Um, so I did that for like a year and a half. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a manager kind of job, and then also hands on shooting the actual video. Um, well, sounds sounds pretty cool and interesting. I mean, you got to interact with all the people on the set. Um, yeah. And then. I guess yeah. now, can you speak about your role as the, as the founder of your own company, Nick Cruz Photography, and I guess um, how it's worked with the pandemic and everything? Um, you know, as you've probably experienced, like schools still shut down, like in, in very much so. Um, there wasn't really any work from March to July. There just wasn't, you know, in terms of uh, branding, it was minimal. And then uh, I was moving into weddings in July. And weddings, as you've seen in culture, just they don't really exist anymore unless people are like totally flouting the law and and uh, kind of safety regulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, and having 150 people at a wedding. So yeah, yeah. I was like everybody else where it kind of shut down and then it's trickling back in, um, but yeah very rare hopefully it never ever happens again uh, yeah i mean it's it's definitely an interesting experience can you maybe talk about um pre-pandemic what business was like then uh business was good it was good yeah i had returning clients and referrals from clients um which is the best possible thing uh to have mm -hmm. you know for sure and then yeah in terms of in terms of like skills and things that um you would recommend that students start to develop. Um, what would you say are your top three skills that you use every day? Top three skills? <clears throat> I mean, I think editing, using using Lightroom, using Photoshop, for sure, to a degree, they, they should be sufficient at it. Um, but I think like a big, a bigger skill is like, is storytelling, um, mm. which if kids are interested in like creating content, um, you know, via reels, via, via TikTok, like that's just storytelling. That's all it is. Whether it's funny and somebody eating crap on the floor, like it doesn't matter. It's a story. Um, yeah. So that, that's a huge, huge, huge skill, like how much you actually want to storytell. Um, and then, you know, having a good eye and training your eye. So uh, training your eye, having a camera on you also helps, even if it's your iPhone, like that, that's sufficient mm -hmm. and then any other skills that they should like look into start developing whether it be um something interpersonal or something that they can look up online like a hard skill a hard skill um something they can look online yeah i'm not really sure <laughs> i think uh learning some sort of sales i think is if they want to read a sales book, um, they could totally do that. Um, 
you know, I could maybe provide you with some links later, but they're, they're famous books on sales because it's just learning about people and how they, how they interact. And, um, as a photographer, it, definitely in an art school, like or in photography school or courses, they don't, they don't teach you that stuff. And, um, you know, you might be a wonderful photographer, but if you can't get a client, then mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. And it's a tough thing to, to, uh, to learn. Yeah, for sure. And I guess in terms of like words of aspiration or suggestions for uh, students that are aspiring to go into photography, um, what would you say to them? Um, a kid that's probably looking into being a photographer, I would just say continue taking pictures mm-hmm. and um, definitely don't be afraid to like dabble in video, to dabble in creating reels, using all the new tools like for sure, continue, continue building on that and ask your friends for help. Like absolutely take pictures of your friends, make videos of your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's truly how it all starts. And you just get better and better and better. Um, yeah. Build a little team around you. Like that's what I'm doing now uh, is having an editor and uh, having my, my wife's a copywriter and a, and a branding manager. So you know, the more you do, the more, the bigger you get, you're actually, the less, you know, hands-on you kind of get, which is, is dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I guess um, question from the audience is like, is there a particular perspective or way at looking at scenarios that only a photographer would tend to see? Um, a particular way or it's a scenario, scenario. Um, yeah, I guess you just kind of listen you the whether if you're at a wedding you know you listen um and and try to try to feel how people are which is a weird thing to think about um but for weddings yeah like i try to have a really peaceful presence in a wedding um you know because it's such an emotional experience um yeah like be really be aware of like i guess people would say the energy you bring into a room um because for weddings you can totally change it in a good way or a bad way uh, but definitely watch the bad way um and then uh on set you know just making people comfortable especially like you know in a commercial kind of world um covid's just a new thing um you know wearing a mask really sucks on set trying to work uh yeah. especially when you're even talking with a model she you know she's a professional and she's paid to be there but still you have to like break through this barrier and create a relationship with them um, just enough to like get what the client needs for sure i guess in terms of your photography style can you describe that and how it's evolved and changed as you've progressed and i guess how should someone that's just starting out start to develop that style um you know definitely shoot a lot shooting all different styles um so that's like shoot really dark and moody stuff and shoot really bright and beach-like stuff. Um, you know, shoot, shoot motion, shoot out of focus, shoot film, um, see how you interact with it at all. Um, and, uh, and then kind of ask for critiques, you know, kind of just continue to ask for critiques. You know, I think some of the most valuable stuff I've received is like, uh, not like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Like, I love this because 
like after a while, like ask people how those pictures make them feel. Um, and you can use that in advertising or you can use that in, um, you know, in weddings too. Uh, yeah, and to learning your style, your signature style, like you can have a signature style for like for weddings um, and you can have one for branding, but honestly, like in, in commercial, um, I, read, I watched this video a while back or is this really famous photographer and he shoots all this stuff for um, like big TV shows, big movies, like the cover posters. Um, so like Breaking Bad, he shot all that stuff and The Sopranos and movies like that. And they're all a little different, like the posters. Um, and he's like, but I have a tough time shooting like Charmin toilet paper because it's not, because like Charmin toilet paper is like bright and bubbly and clean and whatever. And he's like, I, I'm, I'm an artist. I can, I can conform to that look if they need me to, you know, just need a little direction and I got it. Um, so in, in terms of just developing your style, like definitely develop it. But the goal for me is to be able to shoot anything in exactly how that person wants it. Um, That's definitely, and I guess like, how, how do you get the person like place or thing that's in front of the camera into the view frame and like, just the way that you want it. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think a lot of trial and error for sure. Um, you know, on set, you probably take, I mean, thousands of pictures, you know, thousands of pictures. And then with the help of an editor and, and a person in Photoshop um, and a, a retoucher on top of that, you know, it, it takes a lot of like guiding, guiding the spaceship home, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like feeding the earth in the window when you like, you're trying to fly it yourself because if you miss it, you're off into. Yeah, for sure. Or something. And then last question, just focusing again on a little bit of education. Um, what courses or clubs should students start to look at taking? And I guess, what's the typical path that a successful photographer such as yourself takes? Yeah, um, you know, I would take some classes uh, in high school. Like I, I, took a, I took a couple classes in high school. Um, a couple classes in high school and then in college, you know, um, take a couple classes and then shoot with your friends too. Like I, I think you can be pretty successful um, maybe shooting for small brands in, uh, in college and uh, really just getting your shoot rate up like how many pictures you're actually taking how much video you're, you're creating um for people mm -hmm. um uh and then yeah in college i mean and especially when covid opens up like i was a part of a lot of um, social groups and community groups like around photographers and videographers um that would meet up and you know it's, it's really simple like people would just rent a studio space in downtown la for example, um, they would rent it for say four hours and they would invite people from you know, Facebook groups, um, like photographers meet up LA or something on Facebook. And uh, you'd sign up and pay 20 bucks and meet a bunch of other photographers and there'd be like three models. And so you photograph the models and you know, that's a good in-person thing. That's not possible right now, but yeah. um, 
but yeah, that's a, that's a good casual way to get started. Um, and you can kind of see that like, oh, some people have full-time jobs and they, they do photography on the side, or you can see other people like yourself if you want to go full-time. Um, so you kind of connect with them and, uh, and, and get started. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, really great. Thank you so much for um, sharing all of your tips, tricks, and uh, all of your knowledge from your background and your experiences. I really appreciate you taking up your time of your day to um, come and chat with me and um, share all of that. No problem, buddy. Um, oh, actually, one question, mm -hmm. or not a question, suggestion. Like, if there's any photographers or videographers like watching this, one way I would start, I would start just interviewing um, photographers you admire and videographers you admire, people in the industry, because um, I think they'd be flattered. You know, you know, I feel so old talking to you, and I think they would be so flattered. Um, definitely, like, have you heard of Clubhouse? I have, yeah get on clubhouse it's like super new um i think people would people would love it uh, you can introduce yourself and then the barrier to entry there is like so low um you can talk to the biggest photographers and videographers in the world so that would be pretty cool that's what i would do i would be like hey i don't know anything <laughs> can you ask can you answer these couple questions and then they'll give you and they love it they, they would die Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. Have a nice rest of your night. Thank you so much.